Hagiga Daf Yotet. The last thing we were discussing was the Mishnah said that we wash our hands in the Tilat Yadaim for Hulin, Maaser, and Tirumah. And we explained that when we said Hulin, we meant bread. Hachamim had a Takana on bread. And with that, we are starting Yudhet Amud Bet, five lines from the bottom, where it says Tanura Banan. Hanotel Yadav. If a person's washing his hands at the dime from a cup, the way we're supposed to, nitkaven yadav tehorot. Lo nitkaven yadav tehorot. If a person had kavanah to become tahor, his hands are tahor. If he didn't have kavanah to become tahor, his hands are tameh. Same idea. Vechenamat bil yadav. A person dips his hand in the mikveh. Nitkaven. He had kavanah to make it tahor. Yadav tehorot. They're tahor. Lo nitkaven. If a person didn't have kavanah to make it tahor, for example, let's say, a person fell into a mikveh. It didn't help, and therefore Yadav is still temeot. His hands are still tameh. And the Gemara asks, Vehatanya. Wait, we have a bright It says, Ben it kaven, ben lo it kaven. Whether a person had kavanah to become tahor or not, Yadav tehorot. His hands are tahor. At the end of the day, his hands were washed by water, so the deed was done. So Amar of Nahman Lakasha. It's not a contradiction. It's not a problem. Khan, when we said that the the kavanah doesn't make a difference, is the Hulin. That's when it's coming to Hulin. Netilat Yadaim or Tevilah for Hulin doesn't make a difference, what you were thinking. Khan le Maser you need Kavanah by Maser. And the Gemara asks the question, How do you know that by Hulin you don't need Kavanah? We have a Mishnah Gal Shinitlash Ubo Arbaim Se'ah. If a wave disconnected from the ocean and it's in the air and there's 40 se'ah there and it fell on a person who's kelim or kelim that are tameh, now they become tehorim. And katane, adam dumyade kelim. We're comparing adam and kelim. Ma kelim Kelim doesn't have kavana and they become tehor when this wave splashes on them. Same thing, afadam. If he doesn't have any kavanah, the water splashes on him. Since it was big enough of a wave, he's tahor. So you see that a person doesn't need kavanah. And we're obviously talking about Hulin. And by the way, there's a huge mahluket about what the, does this wave that detached exactly means. Because there's there's two sets of hilchot uh, tevila. It's either a mikveh or a river. By a mikveh, the water has to be in one spot. It cannot be moving. And you need 40 se'ah. The river, it has to be moving, and it doesn't need 40 se'ah. Anything works. And there's a machloket in Masechet uh, Para and in Mikvaot. If an ocean, is it like a mikveh, or because mikveh aman karamim, or is it like a river because the water is flowing, and the rashba and the rosh, they want to prove from here from this wave that detached that it's like a river. And the Rishba also talks about it that it's uh, like a river only like a bit kelim. But if it would be le adam, that's why it needs forty se'ah. That's uh, that's why our bright over here added the word forty se'ah. But bottom line is, you see from that Mishnah that you don't need kavana when it comes to holin. But the Gemara pushes back. Umimai, who says that you don't need kavana by the tahara of Hulin? Dilma beoshevum tzapei ematayta leshagal asker. Maybe we're talking about a person sitting on the beach. He's tame. He's waiting for a wave that is big enough to detach and fall on him. 
Vechelim dumiyad adam, and you have to say that kelim are like adam. Ma adam debar kavana. The same way a human being is, uh, he's waiting over there, and he has kavana for this thing to fall on him. Af kelim demichavin lehu. Same thing. The the owner of the kelim is having kavana that he's waiting for this uh, wave to fall on them, and we could say that there is a need for kavana b'cholin. And vechitemak beoshev umtzapeh in ma'ala memra. And if you want to say that's not a chidush, if he's sitting there waiting for it to fall, well, that's obvious. I would tell you, no, it's not obvious. No, there is a chidush. Maybe someone will come to dip in a flow of rainwater. And the problem over there is one of two things. Either that... The rainwater is on the slant, and once it's on the slant, it's not considered connected to one another, so you don't have 40 se'ah. Or the fact that it's called zuhalin is that it's uh, moving, and when it's moving, rainwater can, uh, is not kasher for mikveh. Rainwater can only be kasher when it's in a mikveh, it's in a pool. And Tosfot doesn't like that second answer. Inami or nigzora shina tukipin, maybe we should be gozer, not a dip in a wave that is connected to the ocean because someone might uh, come to dip something in a in a wave that is not connected to the ocean. So let's think of a wave that disconnected from the ocean. It's now in the air and a person wants to stick a fork over there and dip it or something like that. Maybe we should be gozer that even when it's connected to the ground, there's a sur because someone might can, uh, dip it like that when it's not connected. You're going to come tell me that it's not, we're not gozer and they are kasher when they're connected to the ground. And the Gemara asks, How do I know that we do not dip anything in a way that is disconnected from the ground? You could dip something in a wave that is connected to the ocean, but if it's disconnected, you're not allowed to dip. Because you're not allowed to dip in something that's in the air, because the Torah says, is some pool, which is all gathered together in the ground somewhere, and water in the air is not a mikveh. So that answer doesn't work. So rather, where are we going to learn that you need kavana when dipping for hodin? From the following. If fruits fell into a puddle of water or in a stream of water, let's say someone with hands that are tameh, put his hand in the water, picked it up from there, his hands are tahor, because he dipped in the water, and the, the fruits are not, the pasuk is, the way for something to become tameh, is you have to put water on it, one of the seven liquids, and then it's able to become tameh, and, and if the fruits that fell into that water, are not able to become tamed because you have to want it to get wet. And if here nobody wanted to get wet, so he picked it up. So his hands became tahor, but the fruits are not able to become tamed. And if a person put his hands in the water so he could wash his hands, then yadav teorot, his hands are tahor, and the fruits are now able to become tamed since you used the perot, so to speak. You made yourself uh, tahor by putting the hands in the water to pick up the fruit. So you showed that uh, you you were happy with that they were there. And therefore, they are now able to become 
tahor. So you see, bottom line is that a person who put his hands there, even without the kavanah to become tahor, it, it's tahor. So you see that it, you don't need kavanah when dipping for holin. So now, Rabbi has a question on Rav Nachman. We learned in our Mishnah that Hatobel lecholin v'uchzak lecholin. If a person dipped from his tumai for the mindset of holin, then he's only good for holin and asur the maaser. He based on that tevila, he can't touch maaser sheni. And what are we understanding? Huchzak in lo huchzak lo. It's dafka if he had a mindset of going in for holin, but if he didn't have any hazaka, then no. Meaning, we understood from our Mishnah, not like what Rav Nachman said before, that you also have to have kavana for even Hulin. So Rav Nachman would explain, no, this is what our Mishnah really meant. Even though you're tahor for Hulin, and you don't need kavana for Hulin. So again, Rabbi asked Rav Nachman another question. Okay, look at our Mishnah. It says Tabal velo chuzak. For instance, went to the mikveh and he didn't have anything in mind. Kelu lo tabal. It's like as if he didn't go to the mikveh. My love, kelu lo tabal. Kal, isn't it like as if he didn't go to the mikveh at all? Period. The command says lo. That's not what it means. Kelu lo tabal lemaaser abal tabal lecholin. No, just Rav Nachman would explain it that it means it's as if you didn't dip for maaser, but you still it counts for cholin. So now, who savad the haikamad hele? So Rabba felt that Rav Nahman was just pushing him off, explaining the Mishnah differently, and that's not a real answer. Nafak, Dak, Vashkah, he went out, he looked into it, he looked in the bright thought, and he found like Rav Nahman. The Tanya, Tabal, Velo, Zaka, Sule, Maaser, Umutar, Laholin, a person was to avail from his Tum'ah, and he didn't have anything in mind, is good for Holin, but no good for Maaser Sheni. Now the Gemara continues. A person went to the mikveh. He came out. He can think whatever he wants. Meaning, at this point forward, he could be maser sheni, truma, kodesh, whatever you want. Now metive, we have a brayta. If a person has one foot in the mikveh, if in his brain he had up until now for a lower level of Kedusha, let's say, just Hulin, he could now change it. As long as he has one leg in the water, he could change it to a higher level. He can now say, I want to go to Truma or Maser or Hulin or whatever he wants. Allah, once his entire body is out of the Mikveh, Shuv Eno Mahzik, he cannot change his mind anymore. My love, now doesn't that mean Eno Mahzik Klal? Doesn't that mean he can't change his mind or he can't decide what he wants at all, period? And this is our problem under Bilazar. Bilazar says once you left the mikveh, you could decide what, are, what you want to be. Here we're telling you it's only if you still have a foot in the mikveh. So the answer is law. If a person has a foot in the mikveh, even though he's for something a lower level, Mahzik, he could change himself to something more stringent. Allah, once he left the mikveh, imlo huzak. If he wasn't muhzak to anything, then mahzik, he could do whatever he wants. However, ve'im muhzak, let's say he went the entire time for hulin, eno mahzik, he can't just uh, change his uh, mind right now. And the Gemara has another question. We brought a brayta before. If a person still has one foot in the water, he could change his mind. Who's the Tana who says this? So Amar Bi Pedat Rabbi Uda, it's Rabbi Uda. 
If mikveh was measured and has exactly 40 se'ah, two people, they went into mikveh, one after the other, the second one's tameh, because the first person took out water with him, and therefore it's not exactly 40 se'ah anymore, it's 39 point something. And Amar Yehuda, im hayur aglav shalishon agot b'maim. If the first person's leg still touching the water, afashini tahor. Then the second one is also tahor because it's all considered connected, and therefore when the second person went to the mikveh, it's all connected. So you see that brayta of odeur aglav had b'maim is Rabbi Yehuda. He's using that concept of a good ahit, if we remember it from Iruvin and Sukkah, where the water, since it's going downwards from the person's body, it's as if it's connected, since he's also connected to the water. And Amar of Nahman, Amar Baravuha, Mahloket b'ma'alot Rabbanan. This Mahloket of Rabbi Uda and Hachamim is only when they when the person went to the mikveh for the Rabbanan, one of these Humrot and Hachamim put together, then you could say that we say it's as if it's imaginary connected to the ground and uh, you, then according to Buddha and according to Rabbana doesn't work but when it comes to the writers from Tumat Tahara according to everyone that water on the first person's body is not connected and the second person is Tameh and Hainu Pedat, and this is exactly what Rabbi Pedat was talking about he said that Baita before is like Rabbi Yehuda, but according to Hachamim, it wouldn't work. And Ika de Amran, some say, Amar Nachman, Amar Rabba Rabuha, Machloket, the Machloket between Rabbi Yehuda and Hachamim is mitumal itara, is when going from tumatara, which is a deoraita. Aval b'malot de Rabbanan, but if it's only the the Rabbanan levels of tumah, the Rebbe call afashanita, or everyone will agree that we say good ahit, upliga de Rabbi Pedat, and it argues on Rabbi Pedat. And Amar Ula Ba'e Minem Rabbi Yohanan, I asked Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Huda, according to Rabbi Huda, who holds that if a person has his from the water, all the water is connected and you could dip in it. Are you allowed to dip, let's say, something small like a needle or something small in the hair of someone who still has a foot in the water or not? To put it better, good ahit, eat le Rabbi Huda. Does Rabbi Yehuda have this concept of the water come imaginary going down? It's imaginary connected to what's at the bottom. However, good asik letle, but he doesn't have this concept of the water imaginary going up. Or maybe good asik namit, or maybe even has this concept that the water imaginary goes upwards. And therefore, if he dips a, a needle in the guy's hair, it would count as if it did in the mikveh. So Amar Ali, Rabbi Yohanan answered, you have a braita. It says shalosh gemamiyot benahal. So you have three holes in a river. You have aliyona, atachtona, vemzayit. So you have the top one, middle one, and bottom one. Aliyona, vatachtona, shalayisrim, esrim saad. The top and bottom one. So A and C have twenty sa each. Vemzayit shal arba'im sa. The middle one has forty. Vehadalit shal geshamim alveret benem. And you have a flow of rainwater going. Right over them, and now they're like sort of connected. The Buddhaumer that Meir Haya Omer Matibil Baaliona that my friend Meir, which is Rabbi Meir, it would say that you could even dip in the top one. Why? Because they're connected upwards, also, they're not just connected downwards, they're connected upwards. We say good asik.
and all the more so it should work on the way down. By the way, this is Rashi's girsa. You have Rabbi Nochan and El, and you have a Tosfot Red. They say that Rabbi Yudah has a different girsa. Is that uh, that Meir used to say you could dip in the bottom one, and he, you would be medek that he holds that you could even dip on the top one. So it's a little bit different. So you see, he does have this concept of good asik one way or another. The Gemara asks the Hatanel. We have different bright that says Rabbi Yudah Omer. That Meir, Haya Omer, that my friend Rabbi Meir used to say, Matbil Ba'al Yona, you could dip in the top one. Va'ani Omer, and I say, Batahtona Velo Ba'al Yona, the bottom one at the top one, meaning I only hold Gudahit, not Gudasik. So, Amar Lez, Rabbi Hanat Ola, Itanyatan, if you have a Braita, then you have a Braita, and I have to retract my statement. And you're right, according to Rabbi Uda, you wouldn't be able to put a needle in a guy's hair. Because he does not hold of the concept of good asik, make believe as if the water is upwards. And Tosfot points out, it sounds like katafres hibur. It sounds like from our suya that a slant, water on a slant, is considered connected. And Rabin Mutam says, Dafka, if there's 40 se'a in one place, and you have Rihu says, even if there isn't a, a 40 se'a in one place, a slant still counts. It's an interesting Tosfot and very good to look into. And before we continue the next sugya, so yeah, I want to look at the big Tosfot. I want to like summarize it quickly. That it says, "Begdei Ama Aretz Midras LaPerushim." Ama Aretz, his clothing, even if he does not stame, it's still madras. It's still like as if a zav sat on it, and if it, uh, if anyone touches it, they become tame. And Rabbeinu Tam explains that Hachamim were gozer on Ama Aretz that he's going to be considered like a zav. That any liquid that comes from him or anything that he touches is kezav, but not legabe midras. Meaning, if he picked up something without touching it, if he moved something without touching it, it's not a madras because that the tzibur can't uh, they can't stand the gezerah like that. So what do we mean by bigdamatz midras leprushim? Is because probably his wife was an ida made it a tame. And according to Rabbi Moshe, they were not kozer on Amaz to be like a Zav at all. The reason his clothing are medras is because of his wife. And therefore, when he wears those clothing, he becomes Tameh as if he's carrying a madras. And therefore, his saliva is metameh. Why? Because his wife probably touched his lips. All that is because of his wife. It's all his wife. And the re explains that for Holin he's not considered a Zav at all, but for Truma he is considered a Zav even to make things Tame Midras and even if you moved something and etc. Okay, now let's go back to our regular Gemara. If a person went to the mikveh for holin, that's what he, he held himself at holin. He's not a touch maaser sheni. Mani matnitin. Who's the our mishnah like that differentiates between holin and maaser sheni? The gemara answers Rabbanani. It's Rabbanan who argue on Rabbi Meir. Deshani lehu. They they differentiate between holin and maaser between the levels of taharav holin and maaser, and they they're not the same. And therefore, if your person is tovel for holin, he's still a sort to, uh, to to eat maaser. So, if that's the case, a maaser. Look at the, uh, the the end of our mishnah. It says, "Bigdei midras la perushin," and amaaretz's clothing is already tamei midras for anyone who eats his holin betahara. Bigdei perushin midras leochle teruma. Those who eat their holin betahara. That's their their clothing are tame medras for those who eat teruma. They skipped over maaser sheni. Who's that like? So you have to say it's atan lerbi meir. 
they're the same. Resha Rabanan So now you have a problem because the Resha of the Mishnah sounds like Rabanan and the end sounds like Rabbi Meir. The Gemara answers in yes, Resha Rabanan Vesefa Rabbi Meir. And of Aha Bar Matne La Besefa Ravaha Bar he puts it at the end of our Mishnah. It says Hamesh Ma'alot, five levels of Tara, this Pushim, Aser, Teruma, Kodesh Hatat, Mokela, Kula, Kerabanan. He puts the entire Mishnah Resh and Sefa, Kerabanan, who argue on Rabbi Meir, and they differentiate between the Pirushin, those who eat their Holin Betara, and Ochle Ma'aser. And Amarav Mori Shmamina, we learn from here, Holin Shina Asrot Arata Kodesh, Holin that were done with all the extra Humrot as if, and they're being watched over as if they were Kodesh, Ke Kodesh Tamu. They're like on the level of Kodesh. And therefore, it's mekabel tumah until revi'i, uh, like like regular kodesh, and not like cholin, which is only until uh, sheni. And the gemara asks me, my, how do you understand that from their mishnah? And the gemara explains because it doesn't say a separate level for cholin that were done al tarata kodesh that they're medras uh, for ochle kodesh or anything else. Obviously, they're the same level as Kodesh. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.